You are listening to the Green Lantern Corecast, episode number 17, featuring our interview with Justice League of America artist, Brett Booth. Interview with Justice League of America artist Brett Booth. Even though I already said that, I mean, it's not like you didn't realize at the beginning of the show. Go. Hello. Hey, Brett. Yeah. Hey, it's the Green Lantern Corecast. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Uh, okay, a little tired, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I should. I guess I should introduce you to the cast. Uh, the other guys are the other guys gonna be interviewed. Brandon West, you talked to him already. Hey. Hey. And we have uh, Colton Clayton. How's it going? Pretty good. So is this like a whole like group thing? It's just it's just three of us. Oh okay. Well, I, I'm not sure how this works. So. <laughs> it's fine. We it's um we we just we're just gonna ask you a couple questions and then you're gonna answer those questions. And then uh, that's that's it. That's it. Just just a few questions. Oh, okay. No no big deal. Okay. You uh, your your podcast version, I guess. Excuse me. You have a bit of a podcast version. Uh, I don't actually see any of those things because uh, my internet connection is uh, iffy. Ah. Uh, I can usually get you know uh, we have a limited b- uh, bandwidth because we're on satellite internet because there's like uh, phone lines out where I'm at. So. Hmm. That's, that's. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, so, yeah, satellite, satellite uh, internet, and, t- and television, and then cell phones, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get, this, let's get this ball rolling. Uh, let's start off with, the, with your start in the comics industry. Uh, take us through your, your journey. How'd you, get, how'd you get started in comics? Uh, that's actually pretty easy. Uh, in 92, uh, Jim Lee, who was a uh, you know, Wildstorm founder guy, uh, he put an ad in the back of Walkouts number two for uh, uh, Talent Search. Artist, so I uh, photocopied some stuff and sent it off. And he actually called me a week later, and then I did a cover to uh, like a Wildcats uh, promotional piece. And they flew me out in January, and that's when I started working with them. He called you personally. Yeah, wow. so I told you they wanted to put your address and your phone number on there, and he called actually the, the day after my birthday. I thought it was a joke. That's <laughs> <laughs> a big birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Colton. I'm, I'm curious, first off, uh, what's it like working for DC in comparison to some of the other companies you've worked for? Uh, well, right now it's been great. I mean, uh, I have nothing but praise for uh, Eddie and Adam and uh, Rex, the guys who I'm working with. Uh, it's been really easy. I mean, I, you know, I emailed Eddie, and I got an email back like an hour later, and then like uh, – a couple weeks later, a week or so later, I started working on uh, 
some backup form, and like I was just finishing up the first little pickup story, and then they asked me to do the Larflees special. So, <laughs> wow, uh, it's been What's fun. It? Yeah, I was I was surprised too, and I didn't know who Larflees was, so I uh, emailed my friend, who my colorist uh, Andrew Dollhouse. Uh, I emailed him about it. And he's like, no way, no way. And I was like, yeah, who is he? And he's like, so I sent me the wiki link. <laughs> well, we put a lot been, of work into that wiki. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been quite useful. So, <laughs> I bet it's quite fun getting to draw uh, Larfleet's ball characters because he's kind of uh, a little bit out there. Uh, yeah, Larfleet's was actually, I actually like drawing Glomulus a lot. He's my favorite. So you like drawing uh, some of the uh, construct lanterns he creates? Uh, actually, no, um, I do some constructs, but it wasn't anybody, but the only one of those, like, orange layer and core guys, it was just Glomulus. Oh, that's all you've gotten to draw so far? That's the only one that was actually in the Larfleet's Christmas special. Oh, that's good to know. So, now, yeah. And it should ship on time. We busted <laughs> her butt to get that thing done. So. <laughs> Great. Now, I'm wondering, uh, is there any one character or series that stands out to you as the most fun to work on? That you've worked on in your career? That I've worked on? Oh, jeez. Um, well, that's a tough question. Cause, like, I like working on a lot of them. Um, you know, I like working on Backlash. Uh, I need to like it's real fun. Uh, I'm enjoying drawing the Justice League guys right now. Uh, Batman's pretty fun. I actually like drawing Supergirl a lot. Hmm. Uh, I didn't mind drawing Kongorilla, like, the first, you know... Times, unfortunately, the one issue that I just did, there's like also the Gorilla Gorilla City guys, so I was like tired of drawing gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so actually, I like that, my favorite character actually for DC, the Flash. So. Yeah, which one? <laughs> uh, Wally. There you go. Definitely, definitely Wally. He's my favorite. He's my favorite superhero out of any of the universes. So. Me and you are gonna get along really, really great. <laughs> <laughs> You've touched them in a very special there's a, there's place. There's a ton of like little flash things in the Larflees thing. Really? Yeah, there's little t-shirts and you know, and I can put a flash thing in there. There's a flash symbol. So <laughs> I'll be on the lookout. Definitely something to look forward to. Now, uh, you're known best for your work as an artist, but have you ever given any thought to doing more writing? Maybe even writing and drawing your own title? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a ton of stories and stuff that I've worked on with my wife and some of my other friends uh, who just had never gone anywhere or had the time to actually work on them. Uh, the DC stuff, I'm not actually really that familiar with the DC universe. Um, I wasn't drawing superhero stuff for like seven or eight years. And uh, the last time I was like read DC comics was in the early 90s with uh, Justice League uh, International, Justice League Europe, The Flash, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Captain Adam, those were like, the ones I picked up in the 90s, so I'm not that familiar with like, the current DC stuff, so that's why like Wikipedia and the DC Wiki has been really helpful. So I can go look, and they're like, oh, you draw this guy, and I was like, who the hell is that? So I immediately do uh, a Google, Google search to see if I can find what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, I did it today when I was drawing uh, Justice League, because I was supposed to be drawing uh, the guy who, the original Eclipso guy, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Gordon, and so I had to make sure. I was like, "Well, what color is his hair?" And you know what color his hair is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, you're, you you got the all the continuity fans happy enough that not not just ignoring. You know, uh, he must have brought his hair red in the in between pages. Whatever, nobody cares. 
No, no, I, I make sure it's at least as accurate as I could possibly make it. I mean, uh, they usually send me uh, some reference and then go and read the backstory of the character so I'm, like, more familiar with it just so I know what's going on. And I don't want to, you know, do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I did something like that um, and uh, one Justice League uh, on Gorilla Special that I did. There's this uh, big, giant, uh, glowy green thing in the middle of uh, Washington, D.C. Like bought a bunch of heroes around it, so I think, oh, well, I'll put a bunch of the heroes around it, and so I put in like you know Mark Manhunter and Wonder Woman, and uh, there's like two or three other ones, and I turn the page and I'm like, oh, it looks great, but uh, these guys aren't there. <laughs> like, oh, awesome! So I had to change them, and it's like, well, what about this person? Oh, they're actually inside the green thing. It's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> they're so very particular about who they want where. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, accuracy. I mean, one of the characters was actually inside the green thing, so that one definitely had to be changed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so Wonder Woman, I was like, well, can I just make Wonder Woman Donna Troy? And they're like, no, no, it's Donna Troy's inside the green thing. You like, would well, you have you you a bunch of rabbit fans like, like, no, no, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern is actually currently placed in Succession <laughs> City. Yeah, I'm always worried about that, because comic fans are really bad about that kind of stuff. You want to make sure at least it's as accurate as you possibly can make. All right. What, what can I say? We're a superstitious and cowardly lot. All right. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, you want to get any other questions now? Uh, sure. Um, well, first off, going back to the whole reference thing, what reference wiki thing, um, there's been two distinctive styles for Larf Lees. There's the Philip Tan original creation and the uh, recent Doug Monkey stylized version that reminds people of Scooby-Doo. Uh, which one have you uh, based your Larflees off of? Well, it's, it's kind of more like the first one, but I, since I do a lot of uh, anthropomorphic design work and stuff, I, I looked up more, I did more on animals. So, uh, I mean, there's actually, I actually have drawn him on, it's actually on my blog. There's a picture of him. Uh, actually, they're using it for an alternate cover, which I didn't know at the time I did the sketch. Is this what he's supposed to look like? <laughs> um, but I do like the longer face I didn't quite make him uh, he's got the longer face he's more hunched over longer arms uh, smaller shorter legs so I guess like the more like the first version um, and he needs to be able to look kind of evil so the other one I think the new one is a little too uh, uh, happy I guess <laughs> a little too nice looking but I guess they're trying to you know swap him around hard to do because he's supposed to be happy and he's waiting for Santa Claus to come Right. And so you, you got to make him look happy, and then at the end, when Santa Claus doesn't come, you got to be pissed. So <laughs> you got to be able to like flip the switch. And right. Hopefully, I pulled it off, but you know. So, what can you uh, tease about the Larfleeze Christmas special? You've already given us the the flash symbol to look for, but uh, other than Santa showing up, what else the what else can we expect from Larfleeze and his antics? Uh, I don't. Want, sorry, I don't want to give anything away. There's because uh, there, there, there's some interesting things in there that I was not expecting when I read it. I was laughing my ass off of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like totally unexpected, and I had to make sure to to make some changes on some of the things because uh, uh, one of the things that's in there is, isn't actually part of the North Pole system. <laughs> is, you know, is this a eleven? Huh? I say, is this an oversized issue? No, um, it's for it's. I did like uh, eighteen page, eighteen pages, and then there's a like a glomula story at the end. So that's your little tea. 
I'm just goes on his own little adventure. Take <laughs> uh, right. yeah, the separated. just goes on his own little adventure. So, you're DC now. You're DC exclusive. You're getting a. I'm top not DC exclusive yet. You're not. So. <laughs> okay. Is that in the works, or are you just testing the We're waters? Adding right now. I'm waiting to hear back from them. So. Okay. All right. I don't want to dive into the contract details. Um, so, what brought you to JLA? Um, this is a different JLA team than people are used to. It's not the Trinity and Flash and Aquaman. So, uh, Flash isn't in this one. So, uh, how would you mention in doing this Justice League one shot? The Starman Congress. And uh, so I had a blast working on that, and, you know, James seemed to enjoy it, so James and I treat together pretty well, so uh, they, they got an email, uh, and he's like, oh, first, uh, uh, first things first, uh, would you be interested in drawing a couple issues of the JLA, or a uh, four issue? There's never a second thing with Eddie, you always put first things first, and then you always, it's just one thing. Um, but they asked me to do the, the four issues, and I was like, yeah, sure, because that'd be the time working on, on the Congreal stuff, it's quite fun. I understand that people have a problem. You know, they want the big seven in there. Um, the problem for, like, the writers is they can't, like, write, you know, really interesting stories about the characters because they have to talk, talk to, like, seven other people. You know, they got seven other writers who are working on the other characters. They take the smaller characters, the less well-known characters, and who aren't, you know, tied to anybody else's books or world, and then they can kind of, you know, work with those. Is so, that how you feel? Yeah, I mean, I I understand. I know exactly why. You know, they, they they're not pulling in the big guys. I mean, you know, they got Batman, so that you know he's like the de facto leader guy for the Justice League. Um, but you know, you have your you know Jade's in there, so she's your Green Lantern character, and you got Jesse Quick, who's your Flash, and Donna Troy, who's your Wonder Woman. It's kind of like you know the next generation of Justice League guys. You know, you can't always. You, I mean, Superman apparently is walking around right now, so you know you can't. You know, walking around, except for right now, where he's back fighting, you know, with the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. This is a continuity, because you have to, you know, tie all this stuff together. Right. So, I actually like the characters. I mean, you know, because, you know, you don't, those characters you don't normally see that much much in, you know. I mean, the, the Starman Kong Rook story, I had quite, I had a great time working on that. It was funny. Um, they pulled some old, they just pulled some really old characters who I'd never even heard of, or only vaguely heard of, uh, from like, the 60s and 40s. <laughs> And uh, they pop in every now and then, so it's like you used to get like a Rex the Wonder Dogs. Yeah. Well, um, you said it was four issues. Are, are, is Mark Bagley coming back after that, or you just haven't got? I I haven't. I don't know the specifics or anything. I heard that he that he's. Uh, I heard he he's finished writing. I first finished drawing. I uh, I heard that that was his last issue. Was I think fifty. I don't know if uh, he's probably not coming back at a later point, but I heard that that was well. That's what I read from like what James has tweeted. But as far as you go, um, for now, it's just those four issues. For now, it's just those four issues. Uh, I heard so on someone's website that uh, Dan DeDito said uh, that oh, they picked a new regular artist. But then I asked Eddie and them, and they said no, there's no other. We haven't made any decisions past your four issues. So. <laughs> <laughs> just started working on issue 54 so like literally started drawing I was drawing like two hours before you called so. <laughs> good to see you're ahead of the schedule um yeah oh I want to hear that one time <laughs> don't jinx it now 
Uh, we had the chance to talk to uh, Tyler Kirkham, uh, the new artist for Green Lantern Corps, and uh, he just made the switch from Top Cow to DC. And uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him, so I'll ask you. Do you think there's a, a negative connotation to that uh, that comes with the whole quote-unquote Top Cow school? And you know, uh, for anybody who's ever worked there, they get that branding when whenever their name is mentioned. Is there like a negative? Oh yeah, association. It definitely, the image style. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I got. It. In fact, I read it a couple times. It's like, oh, um, there's several websites and blogs and uh, message boards are like, oh, he's the new artist, and then so I'll post stuff that I drew like you know 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, of course you like the image style. I do that for image. <laughs> you know? but it's, I mean, my style has changed some. I mean, but my you know, original style is actually based on Art Adams, so it's like pre-image. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a negative connotation, and I don't think, you know, people like Jim's stuff. He's a great artist, and, you know, Mark Sylvester is a great artist, and Mark Sylvester is before image. It, it's kind of weird, or, you know, it's a, it's a style, but you know, I've seen, it's kind of interesting where the, the image style, quote, unquote, image style, is now being, you know, is doing DC work, and the DC, the old, what I consider the old DC style, is going and working at Marvel now. <laughs> I find it kind of interesting how it's kind of like rotating. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, the image style, you know, I mean, what is it? Uh, flashy pictures, uh no backgrounds. Like, I draw backgrounds. It's like, I wouldn't have to draw so many backgrounds. It's taking lots of time. But, you know, I spend time drawing the backgrounds. To me, it's like, there's like a couple core guys who, you know, you see oh, the image style. I mean, I, I, from what I've seen from most of the old image artists who are still drawing, I mean, Pete Woods, his, he was an image guy. And uh, he was actually like a, a manga, anime kind of guy whenever he, cause he drew some issues of Backlash. I uh, was writing with Sean Ruffner at the time. He worked on those, and he did a great job on them, and it was a completely different style. So when I saw his new stuff, I was, like, completely flabbergasted. I said, <laughs> like, no way! He, like, completely changed. I was like, wow, that's amazing. But, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, you know, is it a bad thing to draw, like, exciting panels? And, you know, I mean, my biggest problem with comics now is there's not enough panels on the pages. It's like, yeah. you know, the comics are short, like, no dialogue. Uh, like four or five panels on every page. And Just big splashes. You might get three. If you can finish the book in like three, you know, five minutes, it's like, man, I remember when comics used to, you know, be like eight or nine panels on a page. It takes you like 15, 20 minutes to read it. Yeah. You have to go through to read it and, and, and to see all the stuff that, we, that you missed the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, to follow that up, how do you take criticism? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of an interview I saw with uh, writer Aaron Sorkin this morning, and uh, he said reading the internet while writing The West Wing was the absolute worst decision he could have made because he just kept tweaking every little bit, and it just drove yeah, him there, crazy. Yeah, there's definitely that. Yeah, definitely that. Uh, I was just reading. I actually, some of the times I like to read the little negative stuff because I just find it, you know, it amuses the hell out of me. <laughs> I'll even occasionally go in and post on her other names and, like, you know, egg them on. She's horrible, you know, tell her Because it's usually just people who are like, oh, I hate this stuff. He's a whole, he's an image artist and he sucks and he draws like this and he's just a horrible guy. And then you read, you know. You're like, you're like yeah, I met him. He was, he was, he was, he was a turtle a-hole. 
Yeah. Well, you relate legitimate criticism, you know. And I read someone when it read, read a, one recently. I was like, you know, you're right, and there's reasons for that. Um, and I know, you know, I don't want to get into the specific reasons or anything. But, but there's sometimes there's reasons for why stuff doesn't look as good as it could be. Obviously, they're late, running behind, or whatever. Or you know, you work on something and the story, the story's not that great, and you know, you're just not that interested in it. Or you know, you're just having a bad day. Because there's some still some days you gotta turn work in, and you just it just ain't there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all your mojo is gone. <laughs> that uh, six thirty in at night after talking to the podcasters, you just don't have it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, I've been waiting to work all week, so, I mean, all uh, weekend. I finished up with a JLA 56 cover this weekend, and so I've been waiting for the last couple of days for script. I was like, ooh, I got the script. <laughs> yeah. So I like waiting to work, so I got the script around 3 o'clock, you know, so I started working right away. Then I go research some stuff, because I you know, didn't know who the character was. <laughs> well, I, I knew vaguely who he was, because I had read, because I knew that Eclipso was going to be in the Justice League bad guy for this arc. So what, I went and looked up a clip so a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago. What did, did they did they send you? I don't know um, Bagley's and Bagley's and uh, Robinson's latest issues or anything for reference before just to like get a feel uh, of the not team. for the Justice League stuff, but they sent me a bunch of uh, Eclipso reference and uh, original stuff from his original appearance because he, at the beginning of this to go back to back to the island where he was originally found, created, passed to the you know. The white man. <laughs> uh, I guess he was a native uh, bad guy for a while or something. And uh, on this island in South Pacific, and they passed it to the white guy. And he brought him back, the Eclipso back, or whatever, to uh, the world of DC. So they go back to the beginning, at the very beginning of the story. So they sent me a bunch of old reference from the original comic book stuff. Which is black and white, which is really helpful, because then I don't have to worry about the little nice copies so see <laughs> well um wrapping up for me uh if you don't mind i'd love to pick your brain on a topic that some people find a bit confrontational uh digital comics uh there's a lot of talk and worry from fans and retailers that uh digital format will be the you know the final nail in the coffin for the industry are you worried about the about your work translating over to the digital form, and um, are you worried that the industry as a whole will fall victim to the digital copy like the music industry did? Um, huh. Well, I don't really have a problem with the digital stuff. I mean, you know, I actually you know, wanted to kind of go digital you know, like 10 years ago. I thought that was like the way to go eventually because you can get it you know, right away. It's just... Um, because the computers are different, you're going to have to start drawing the pages differently. Um, I've actually seen that many digital comics. I know that they're translating a lot of comics into digital form, but most of the digital comics I've seen are, uh, you know, more uh, cute, funny stuff as opposed to actual, you know, web comics. Yeah. That's what, usually what I've seen. Uh, I don't know why I have a problem with that. Um, what, what I saw from the latest sales figures, though, seem to be uh, pretty steady from what they have been for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. I was surprised that stuff was still selling over 100,000 copies. Right. I remember people were complaining a while ago. It's like, oh, X-Men wants only 99,000 copies this year, this <laughs> month. And I was like, oh, wow. And then I'm looking at Batman selling like 150,000. So I think the problem now is uh, it's not 
if the market's shrinking, you might just think that there's just, because it's easier to print the comics, there's more people in the market. Hmm. This market seems to be about the same that it has always been. You get new people coming in, new people, you know, new people, people leaving. Um, whether, you know, switching stuff to digital form, I think it has to be a good thing for, especially for the people who are, do everything on their phones and their iPads and stuff. So I don't have a problem with digital comics. <laughs> if you do both, hey, great. <laughs> All right. Um, just a few more questions from me. Uh, first of all, you mentioned that you okay. you mentioned that you uh, you did some work with your wife. Uh, how how was that dynamic? Um, as opposed to maybe another dynamic where you know you're talking to some some dude on the phone or maybe uh, maybe maybe even just email. How's the dynamic of uh, working with your wife uh, different? Uh, well, that's because uh, well, the cool thing is if I have a question about how she wants something laid out on the page or you know whatever, I can just basically say, hey, um, this is what I was thinking. Is this cool? And I'll still do that occasionally. I did that with uh, with James on the last issue because he wanted some just something specific on one page. It was like one giant image, but it's broken up into four panels. So I wanted to make sure that I had everything laid out properly in my head. So I set him a quick layout. He's like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted." So um, was it was there ever it, any was there ever any honey go to the grocery? It's an immediate feedback, though. I mean, it's, yeah, it's an immediate feedback, though. I mean, you know, I can ask her questions, and you know, I actually worked with a friend of mine. You know, and when I was working at Wildstorm, I mean, you know, lived, we were roommates for a while. So we could, you know, like we, we would basically just sit down and brainstorm, and that's how we would, we wouldn't do, in the old days when we, in image comics, uh, there wouldn't be, hold on one second. Hey, shut the hell up! Uh, there wouldn't be any, uh, like, plot kind of script kind of thing. All we would do is we would come up with the idea, and then we would just lay out on the boards, and then we'd draw the comic book, and then we'd script what's on the board. After The script would be done after the boards were done. Now it's different. Uh, <laughs> you get the, I know it's a retarded way to do it. Uh, the new way, you know, they're doing it the old way, which is essentially you get the script. Um, it all depends. I mean, you know, sometimes uh, there are problems where you like, I don't understand what they're talking about right here. <laughs> um, James is actually really specific, uh, so you know, that works out pretty good. And he tells me, you know, they want these to be this way. I mean, I have some leeway, but, you know, it's, 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 a, it's just a different dynamic, and I think with any, like, relationship, you kind of have to hopefully sync with the person properly, and um, when you don't sync, things aren't that good. <laughs> All right, so... It answers your question. <laughs> you recently finished the Lord Please Christmas special one-shot. And it's going to be on, on the stands next week. So we all know, you know, Lawfully, Santa, he's all scared, but is there anything you can tell us besides, you know, anything we don't already know that you can tease about this issue for somebody who's not necessarily ready to pick, go pick it up? I mean, I know people are assuming it's going to be funny, and it is. Uh, there's some interesting uh, activity pages. How about that? <laughs> all right. That'll do. I guess I, yeah, I guess that's it. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us, Brett. Um, hopefully we'll talk again once you get some more JLA under your belt. And, uh... Keep up the good work. Oh, thanks. Great. I'll talk to you guys later then. All right. Yeah, Thank bye. you. Bye. Yeah, thanks, Marty. Bye. Also, be sure to check us out online at www.thegreenlinercore.com. You can also email us at contact at Thanks for listening, and be sure to check us out next time.
Be sure to check out Kirby Crackle, the performance of our opening thing, Room Capacity, at www.kirbycracklemusic.com. Also, check out the Roy Clark Method, performance of our ending theme, Sector 2814, at method. You can do you can do you can do a Frankie impression. The black enough. Frankie's not black. Well, he's blacker than I am. He's blacker than you are, West. <laughs> Good point. I don't think you've seen my skin tone. I am. Well, he sounds black. Tan. The axe blacker. It's cooler. It helps too. Black people are cooler than you. Of course, I'm a dweeb. Just by nature, we're cooler than you. It's good no, it's good. I'm just, I'm just particularly geeky. It's fine. It's fine. It's, black people are cooler than white people. My dad might have been black. I can quote you. Um, okay, because I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to screw the name up right now. It's okay. Not my <laughs> name, of course, but you know your your name. No, I'm saying dad in part black. <laughs> Who are we dialing? Brett Booth. I almost forgot his name. I was about to say, who the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's Rob Williams. Alright, gentlemen. Here we go. I'm scared. What if he doesn't like us? Then we hang up and run. (laughs) And run. (laughs)